Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at sixsecondstories.com. Okay, welcome back, everybody. If you are a listener of the show, then you know that we talk about all different aspects of storytelling, right? We talk about theory, we talk about structure, we talk about... Uh, characters and plot and all these storytelling devices and we talk about how to use it to deepen our connections and how do we how do we use it to grow our communities but look let's keep it real at the end of the day many of us in fact I would probably say most of us are here to learn how to use stories in our business and marketing strategies okay now that doesn't just mean for-profit businesses that means 
you know, membership organizations. That means nonprofit organizations trying to increase their donations. That means we're trying to use storytelling to, yes, connect with our audiences, but to also bring in more revenue. That's the point, right? That That's what is going to let us allow us to keep doing what we do and keep serving the audiences that we serve, okay? So today I'm really excited about the guests that I have on because this he embodies it all. He embodies it all. He's got the heart, but he's also got the mind behind it and how we strategize this. We take stories and we put it in we put them into action. Today's guest is Troy Sandage and Troy Sandage is a social media manager, marketing consultant, a speaker. He does he does all these sorts of things to continue pushing his message about authentic storytelling. But specifically, what I love so much about him is he's got like I said, he's got the heart and everything embodied in it, but in this episode he gives real tactics and techniques and strategies about how to use storytelling in your social media strategies, okay? This is the action plan. So often we talk about these big theory-based feel-good, you know, concepts with storytelling, but we don't break it down to the action items. Okay, that sounds great, Rain, but like how do I take that and and implement that and put that into action? What what tools do I use? What platforms do I distribute on, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. These are questions that all people, all marketing managers are really going through. Do I need to use TikTok? Oh my God, Instagram just came out with Reels. Should I pivot to that? Oh, it's only 15 seconds. What do I do? Right. So Troy talks about how to specifically stay authentic and be your authentic self while continuing to to use social media in your marketing strategies and specifically how to embed stories in that. I mean, and we know if you listen to the show or listen to any of my content, it's always about being vulnerable and your authentic self, finding your unique narrative voice and how you communicate to those you communicate to, especially through stories, right? But at the end of the day, we got to know what are the buttons that we need to press once we establish those connections with our audiences. I love I love Troy's Troy's concept on marketing is is marketing is about exchanging values and establishing relationships. See, I mean, how often on the show do we talk about relationships and building those connections? So I really loved talking to him because he has an actual roadmap about of how to apply that. He uses his his DART D-A-R-T, it's an acronym, marketing methodology, and that means being direct, authentic, resourceful, and using your techniques and tactics. So, I mean, that acronym right there totally breaks down his approach to this, being direct and authentic, resourceful, like what do you have access to? We talked a lot about, okay, you know, well, what platforms do we use? Should we be on everything? Should we be tweeting? Should we be be blogging? Should we be posting videos on YouTube. Well, that depends. It depends on a lot of things, who you are, how you operate, how you communicate, who your audience is and how they receive their communication. So none of this does us any good. None of this storytelling stuff, right? None of these big theories and concepts do us any good if we don't know how to apply them. This is what Troy teaches us in this episode. So I was very excited to have him on. He knocked it out of the park. He's so he's energetic and you can and and passionate and real. He is authentic. So it, and it's clear why he is so good at what he does. He is a social media expert that uses stories and authenticity to deepen his connections. That is why we had him on the show. So 
Here is my conversation with Troy Sandage. I hope you love it. So we were, you know, you were just saying, it, it sounds very familiar, actually, what you were just saying. I had a meeting with my team this morning about very similar things. And, you know, you didn't share many details about the way that you're kind of taking your brand to the next level. But from what you said, it sounds very, very familiar. I, I, so I wanted to know a little bit about, you know, your background. First of all, where, where are you coming from? Where are you in the, in the world today? Chicago, Illinois. Is that where you're from? Well, technically, I'm on the outskirts of Chicago, Illinois, when I was my hometown, Northwest, Northwest Indiana. Um, I've been living in Chicago area my whole life, but really in Chicago area for about the past seven years. And you're in Chicago proper now, or are you in the like, mm-hmm. suburbs? Uh, suburbs, slight suburbs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the town that you're in? Schaumburg, Illinois. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I love Chicago. I got to, I was, you know, I travel quite a bit, and uh, all, of course, all that's stopped in the past six months but uh but uh, i was there briefly uh at the end of last year just like a day or two but like for me uh that's enough in that city um so uh and how long like how long have you been doing what what you're doing well i guess the the technicality would be 10 years Um, i think i really came into fruition of this in the past seven to eight years um managed an agency about two and a half years uh your own agency or someone else's uh, i built someone else's agency up got it uh so when i got on i think they were at about three people um builds up to about 10 plus subcontractors and things like that as well uh made it to a vp of the whole agency really building that team uh getting our clients a lot of results and it was it was a blast that was probably the most fun i've ever had so far in my career just building that organization up so it's definitely was a fun time and so what are you focused on now uh, so now I'm focusing on strategy. I have been blessed to have the ability to do a lot of things, but uh, the burnout is real. If you're a social media manager trying to do the strategy and execution and creation and the analytics and everything else, you will get burned out quickly. So if just, you're just a, you know, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is a sentiment that I see shared so much, so often among the social media manager, oh, yeah. like community. So I just wanted to say like, this isn't just unique to you. I've seen so many people say this. I want to dive into that a little bit more because I, you know, I help people uh, through storytelling, right? How to leverage the power of storytelling. And most often, almost always, those people are, people who are managing social media accounts, communications and marketing for a brand or business or a nonprofit. Uh, and they're completely overwhelmed, overtasked, under-resourced. You know, yes. the reason I landed in that space is because I was an independent documentary filmmaker. I still am, but that's, that's what I you know, grew up in. And what that means is, you know, you learn how to tell good stories without a lot of time, money and resources. And then right. as I'm looking in the market, I see like, Oh, these people are going through exactly what I went through. I think I can help them. Um, so for those people that are listening, and a lot of those people listen to this show, or a lot of our listeners are those people, let's talk about some simple ways that they can you know, mitigate that or reduce the, the burnout that you were just uh, alluding to, because it is real. Yeah. Um, first off, I think a lot of people who are freelancers or um, looking for full-time work because we you know we're doing the pandemic and everything like that. Um, really read over the description, not just the title and just the bullets. Really read what they're expecting. 
because right now, you know, we're dealing with multiple new apps and I recently shared this tweet, uh, actually 24 hours ago, multiple new apps and platforms. Everyone wants a competitive edge, right? Uh, overworked, underpaid, undervalued, high demand for video content, forecast algorithm change, paid community demand is crazy on the rise. Um, you probably manage other freelancers and other team members as well and lead up by educating um, those you're working for on in. So all of that is within the social media realm as a manager. And if you don't have a strength in graphic design or you kind of can do video, but it's not production, maybe you're just good at live streaming, all these different variables, they're going to try to squeeze that onto you as one person. And you're signing the line of like, yeah, I agree to do this. I can do this. It's a 24 seven job because we're now more than ever 99% of the time on these screens now. Yep. So the demand is much higher. And unfortunately, the pay doesn't bounce. And even if it did, our mental health, our emotional, and just maintaining all of that is just overwhelming. So definitely look at what they're really asking for. And it's okay to pivot and saying, hey, I'm really good at these five things. I can do these things in, in the interim on an agreement that maybe we're going to bring in a freelancer or bring in somebody else to fill that gap. So now we have a timeline of expectations. Um, we have some conversations of what we're trying to do and goals, and then you're pivoting across the way for that. I also think that sometimes we just need to stick to a specific niche. And that sounds very cliche in our world because in social media managers, something switch on and off. Hey, LinkedIn is fire right now. Twitter, maybe not. Or TikTok is fire right now. I need you on right. TikTok. I need you on Reels. Like it's always changing, but you still come down to your niches. Are you really want to be a copywriter, like a real, we're talking 800, 1200, 1600 words, multiple blocks a day, a week, a month type feel. And that's what you're really good at. Put that on there. If you're not, and you're like me, you're like, I can write a blog when I need to, but <laughs> let's stick it to Twitter. I probably can write 1000, yeah, yeah. a thousand tweets or whatever in the same frame. I'm writing one blog. Right. Just know your strengths and lean in on that. So what about for those who aren't necessarily like they're just single, like entrepreneurs, they have their own brand. I deal with a lot of people who are, whether they're artists or they've got a new business idea or they're just, you know, like me and they're a, a filmmaker, video producer who's just starting to grow their business. So they're not working for someone else and they're still trying to juggle all those balls. Everything that you just talked about, you know, yeah. there's a new platform out every week. They <laughs> want to capitalize on that. What's a, what's good, simple advice that helps that will help them establish a system that they can carry out for the long term? Line up your resources. Hmm. Um, I think we don't consider, I think we just think of what we can do. Line yeah. up your resources of, okay, these are the absolute priorities and things I can and will do. These are things I don't know do or I don't have the time for. Just making that switch and being very clear cut about that, it's gonna make it very easy. If you know off the jump, I can't do graphics in the same amount of time it may take one graphic, I can crank out, schedule out posts. So DV that up. If I have to spend, let's say you make you know 5,000 a month or whatever, if I have to spend $300 out of my own check to get graphics done, that's a pennies on a dollar because I'm gonna make that up later with the efforts and the value that I bring. Mm -hmm. So kind of DV things up as well. I also think um, don't take on too much. Just, just don't. Um, yes, video's big right now. Um, you don't need to have high production. We are now conditioned through all these Zooms and Google Meets that if you just do a live stream, do some IG stories, do some reels, 
and just keep that content going, you'll find it's so much easier. You're in the moment. It's not really planned. It's not really staged. You're saving all that time from a YouTube high production kind of place that it can be used elsewhere as well. Absolutely. I, I, I love that you said that. And I, I, this topic comes up a lot on the show too of, yeah. when you say, you know, look at your resources. So many of us subscribe to this thought of like, well, this is best practices and this is what that company's doing. So I got to do this. And they don't just stop and pause and be like, okay, one, does this make sense for me and my goals and my company and what we're trying to achieve? But two, is this, is this what I'm good at? Like, you know, lean in, lean in on what you're good at and not, you know, just because Troy's doing this, Rain's got to go do it. You know, exactly. you see that so much. Um, I want to go back a little bit and, and learn, uh, you know, when, I want to learn a little bit about, I always like to dive into the psychology of people and what leads them to whatever journey they end up on. And so I'm curious, uh, you know, when did you realize that social media and this kind of, and creating this kind of content was like, was it for you? When did that stick in your mind? Like, this is a way I can like, you know, do something deeper, impact the world greater, help people, whatever that moment was. You remember when that kind of like, I think this is the thing. Yeah, so um, graduate in college, started my career in uh, marketing for the global country manufacturer. Uh, August 8th, 2014 is when I got on Twitter, uh, officially. Um, and I started in a Twitter chat and learned all these different things. And for those, if you still haven't gotten on Twitter chats, get on them. They're a quick, easy way to learn the language, the lingo network connect. It's a faster pace, like speed dating for LinkedIn, in a sense. Mm. So just for reference. Um, I knew it was a turning point for me when I was just having conversations on Twitter and it led to a connection on LinkedIn that led to an email conversation that led to a, a cup of coffee that led to a, a lead that led to a big opportunity for the organization I worked for at the time. Um, that was in the millions of dollars just mm -hmm. off. You no, know, you know, everyone's trying to think of, I'm trying to get into LinkedIn. I'm trying to get their email, I'm trying to get their phone number. This was a conversation that went on for a little bit on Twitter for a few months, just very subtle, had nothing to do with the business but we're on top of mine. We're able to connect on those other avenues and it resulted in profitability over here. And the span of time that it took all that felt more natural, felt more organic. The decisions were so much more efficient and faster. And on top of that, they were a long-term conversation and client that didn't require, guess what? Any money, not a cent. It was just me being a human to another human and having engaging conversations that wasn't even about business that led to business. And that's when I knew I'm like, there's something here. This is, this is interesting. I, lo I love, I love where you're going with that. And I wonder, well, two part question. One, do you think that people struggle to let that slow organic growth, you know, connection happen? Cause I think that's vital. I've learned this lesson too, like the hard, the hard way, you know, th through actual, you know, situations and, and, and if they do, <laughs> I know the answer. To this. A lot of people do, but, but if they do, how, you know, why is that a problem and how can they, how can they pause it? Cause we, we all want to grow. We're all ambitious if we're in this game, but I think that, 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 that long-term slow growth is, is really important. And I equate it to like my wife, the reason we, we got together and stayed together too is because that was like a slow burning, slow growing process. Yeah. Any woman that I kind of fell for like real quick and don't, you know how that ended like crash and burn. Right. And so I love, I use her as a metaphor a lot because we took our time. She had gotten out of something serious. So did I, and yeah. just slowly grew. And then I was like, Oh my God, like I, this person needs to be in my life for, you know, forever. So 
one, do you, do you find that people will try to move too fast in that, in that series? And two, how, how can we just slow it down? If so. Sure. Uh, one, yes, we are moving too fast. Uh, a good friend of mine, Jessica Phillips, uh, she's really big on rela- relationship marketing. And like you said, it's literally a relationship. I always think to treat everybody's social media platform or profile as their home. And you're coming in, you're knocking on the door, mm-hmm. you give a few times, but they don't answer. Okay, you ring the doorbell, they don't answer, just kind of chill. Don't keep That's banging chill. on the door. They come in, and what's the first thing you do? You're going to ask them, hey, can I come in, talk to them, whatever? No, you're going to barge in, sit on the house saying, hey, your house is awful. We can remake this house to be better. <laughs> and it's just, your I don't want it now. The, the premise of that, I get it. You know, salespeople get a bad rep because they have to be aggressive. They have to, they're all about the numbers. So if you're playing the numbers game of if I contact these many people, if I do the DM connect message 500 times, maybe five of those will be connections. Maybe two of those will click on my link. Maybe one will schedule the appointment. So if I do that every single day, I'm burning a lot of bridges, but I'm hitting this, this vanity metric goal that may not even result in sales. Versus if I take a step back, have my value prop, Ask them what's going on with them. COVID-19, everyone's mentally, emotionally challenged. You don't know what they're dealing with. And you don't know if that kind of cold call is going to trigger them over the edge. There's a lot of more um, sensitivity behind it. I think right now we need to switch it from just the action of volume and just have a lot of volume of things in queue of conversations. It's going to be a slow burn. But if I have 500 authentic conversations, and let's say half of those conversations connect me with a real person who's a decision maker who needs me now, now I'm in a better position and I have this great community of ecosystem that can lead into sales in a forecasting way down the line versus trying to get all these shoved down in one moment right now. Absolutely. Was this, did you study this or what, what did you think that you, when you were a kid, what did you think that you were going to end up doing or what did you want to do? Oh my goodness. So I originally, my mother, um, was an architect. So I originally wanted to be an architect. Um, I let end of me want to be an electrical engineer. Um, and then I pivoted and wanted to be a digital marketer. I think before that, I did have a moment where I wanted to be a space. Who wanted to, who, who doesn't want to be an astronaut for a moment? I still right? want to be an astronaut. <laughs> like just, you know, I don't know. Let me, let me work on with SpaceX or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think I've only had like four sureties of what I wanted to be. It's not like I changed a lot. Now, once I knew marketing was my thing, I was a social media marketer. I was a VP of marketing. I was a social media director. All these different titles and avenues underneath that umbrella. But I knew this is the world and the environment and universe I belong in it from a professional standpoint. Why marketing? It involves communication. And I realized that I love communication. Like I can do it for a living. No matter if it's a podcast, live stream, uh, Twitter chats, email correspondence, video, social. I just love the fact of connecting to a human being and providing them help and assistance to make a decision that can help benefit their lives. Now, we marketers, some of us get a bad rep because now it looks like we're studying psychology and we're manipulating you to get in action. I don't agree with that. I think it's more of a, it's kind of like a, a pursuit of somebody where you're yeah. trying to understand and learn what they love, understand what they like and give it to them in a way that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, I agree uh, wholeheartedly and sh- absolutely. I'm, I, I love as a hobby to study psychology and how the brain works and how people's brain works and how storytelling works scientifically. Right. I, I love that stuff. And, and I agree that some people who don't understand or maybe from the outside looking in might think that that's manipulative, but it's like, no, th- 
this is all connectivity. This is understanding how people connect to other people, people connect to the world, people connect to themselves. I mean, and most of us go through life disconnected and not even understanding why we did what we did, why we made that purchase, et cetera. And so I think people like you um, and, and people doing it for the right reasons, it's not about manipulating them into getting them to do something they don't want to do. It's understanding what they want and then seeing how you can help them. Do you have something that you can provide for them to, 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 uh, to help them, you know, help get what they want. Right. Um, at, at its heart, that's what I think marketing is and, and it's changing. And I think it's changing in a, in a positive way. Um, where, you know, I've invited you on here because I saw how much storytelling was a part of, of what you do. And you, you say it in this expression, authentic storytelling, which I think is, is key. And I can tell, just by speaking with you now that that that's important to who you are and the work that you do. So where in, in the work that you do and the people that you serve, where does storytelling fit into all of this? I think it's, it's the, it's the cornerstone. When you ask someone, why are you in business? Why are you listening to this podcast? What are you looking to get out of it? There's a story behind it. I'm listening to this podcast so I can get something out of it that can help me do X, Y, Z, that can help me be profitable, that can help me make more money, that provides for my family a better quality life. All that ties back into what your story is. And I think one of the, the gems that have come out of all this chaos and the pandemic is that for like the first time, people are more transparent than they've ever been. We're not living behind these facades or these things of I'm trying to look like this and I got to talk a certain way. People are on LinkedIn right now saying, I need help. This is what I need for me to stay in business. And guess what's happening? People are like, okay, either I can't help you directly or I will try to find someone who can help you. And now people are getting away from this pride of that, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a nine to fiver. I'm a workerpreneur. I'm trying to do this or trying to do that. Or I'm a side hustler. I don't know what to do or I'm struggling ask for help. Stop trying to make it look like you're all million dollars, bros. We got money. We got cars and planes on your Instagram looking lit and knowing that you got your last dollar. Like, let's get beyond that. And now it's happening. Oh my gosh. It's like a, a whole new revelation of marketing that is coming before us in this more authentic and transparent way. And I think this is going to help us long-term because now we're all just, there's enough room for everybody. There's enough room for everybody. I'm going to say that again, because now, oh, okay, I can help you. You can help me. If we both get X amount of more money than we didn't have before, we both win versus everyone trying to hoard it all to themselves. And guess what? No one gets it because they're using tactics that aren't authentic and transparent and just being more human and less just seeing numbers. And I think right now, tying back into storytelling, that's the part is that I want to connect with your heart. I want to connect. That sounds very cliche. You know, you think of um, Captain Planet, right? And everyone wants to be the fire guy or the water or whatever. But it's like heart. We need a heart to make Captain Planet. Like, are you kidding me right now? But hey, yes, that's the way to connect with us as humans and get that empathy to get them to respond and provide value, build your community up and obviously make money. But beyond that, make sustainable revenue. For those who are telling the story of the nonprofits, right? They're struggling right now, more than for-profits. But guess what? If they build communities and tell their story in the right way, people will think of them and say, well, money is short and tight right now because we're trying to save money. We don't know what the market's gonna be, investments and everything else. But if I can give you $1, and if a thousand people give you $1, 
and 10,000 people, guess what? They're gonna give you that money and keep you going, keep you in business. We're gonna realize right now that if you're not being authentic, authentic and being transparent and how you communicate your story and talking to, not broadcasting, but having those conversations, those are the people that are gonna survive. And if you're not doing that, you're gonna fail. Mm. That was outstanding, man. I really love that. Um, what do you say to somebody who's like, I know I'm supposed to tell stories to, you know, connect with my audience better, but just, I don't know where to start. Like so many people have trouble even getting to like, how, how do I do this? How do I be a better storyteller? Right. I think it's not so much to be a better storyteller is getting comfortable with sharing. That's, That's really the issue. Point. Because honestly, yeah, we all can, as quickly as we get triggered in the comments of whether you're political or religious or whatever, hey, uh, the Cubs are better than the White Sox or Yankees or, you know, whatever. Um, go Bears, just kidding. Um, it's just what we're trying to do to have that communication. So if you're just comfortable with talking about yourself, now I'm not saying you got to tell everyone all your business, but I'm saying you got to get comfortable with just sharing your why, honestly. And so if you're listening right now and you're like, well, what can I say? Hmm. Ask yourself this. What can I say that will help people identify with me better? If I'm a mom of three, they already know that you don't have to say anything else. For all the mothers, they already understand. And then on top of that, I'm trying to run my business. I'm trying to grow my Instagram, my Pinterest. And there's this thing called Reels now. I don't know how to do it yet, but I need to learn how to do it because I feel like it'd be an easier way for me to really build my company up. All right, let's see if we can help you. Let's make a Facebook group. Let's make an Instagram group. Telling your story is just identifying with your, saying things out loud, communicating it, and finding those people who will identify with it. And then from there, make the ask. Hey, I'm a mom of three. I do X, Y, Z. I'm really good at this. I'm trying to make this amount of money this year. Hey, if you need my services, how much is going to charge? Or DM me for more information. And then say something else. Show them about your child is, you know, learning how to swim you know, a, a nice positive thing during COVID-19 or, hey, all you mompreneurs out there, you understand the struggle, blah, 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 blah. And the same thing for dads or if you're, you know, don't have any kids yet, we, whatever it is, you can yeah, tie yeah. it into whatever and really push that narrative. I think we're so focused on the cliche of what our business is, but you make the business. Mm. You make this business. So you need to talk about yourself. And the more they connect with you, then your business will be on top of mind with them and they want to provide and give you money or support or help in your business. So it sounds like what you're saying is, is, is set up that piece, you know, that piece of your story that they'll identify with, you know, you kind of hook them with that and the ask comes, comes later. I think, I think that a lot of people get that backwards, right? They come out there and they just say like, here's what I need. Maybe they give them a little story after that, but it sounds like, you know, you're saying like, tell them the story first, that, that authentic story and get them to connect with you. And then once they're connected, that's the opportunity then, then to, if you haven't asked to deliver, does that, does that sound accurate? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. What, what kind of stories do you think work, work best in social media? Here, here's another thing I, I run across. People think they just have one story to tell. And what I try to help them understand is like, no, no, this is like, you have infinite, you have countless stories that you can tell especially if you're going to populate social media on multiple channels for the long term, like you can't just tell one. Um, so what are the types of stories that, that people should, should seek to tell in your experience in, in social media, right? We're not telling them live on stage necessarily. I know you're a speaker as well. Um, but in social media, like, you know, you don't have a lot of time. What are the best stories for, for people to tell best kinds of stories? 
just relatable. And that sounds like, wait, Troy, can you dive a little deeper than that? Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I mean relatable is like, you just see those posts where it calls you to pause. Like, you know what? My day kind of sucked today. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like doing anything today. And I'm tired of being on screen. I got to crank out these profiles out. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm tired. People are going to be like, yeah, I totally agree with that. And you let the conversation happen. Story is not just one dimensional where you're talking the whole time. Story is getting conversations to happen around you being that generator, that spark, and you're keeping the flow going. And when it dies down, you add a little more to the story. You add a little more to the story. Mm. And it's kind of like you're allowing each audience member to build your own story, but tie it into what you're saying. And I'm, I'm curious how many times we're going to say story by the end of this podcast. <laughs> That'd be a cool uh, counter and reference to have. Um, but I think that's what's really going to help and connect people more. It's less about your business and more just about being relatable within your business. Oh, man. I love that. And I love what you said about just uh, like, you know, you, you bring them in on it and then you add a little bit more and add a little bit more. I mean, that that process is is the same as storytelling, right? Storytelling is supposed to, one point supposed to take us to the next, to the next. And so I love that you're just like, you know, add a little more, add a little more, keep them going. And, then and if I can add to that yeah, for those please. who are thinking, you know, people are going to talk, come back, come into your story at various moments. They all started at number one. That's what the joy of social media is. If you're tweeting more, you're posting more, A is going to, depending on the platform, it's going to be indexed. People can then, if they, whatever post got their interest, then they're going to come back to your profile and start reading more. I'm like, okay, I'm missing a few pieces of this story. I need to find more. I need to do this. And they're going to do the work. So the more you push out there, and I'm not saying you got to become content machines. Right. That doesn't make sense within your business, but you've got to be consistent. You got to consider your audience and you got to communicate effectively and keep going and keep going. And however many way they come into your system, come into your funnel, engage or connect with your content, they're going to keep on you, whether they identify you as a mother or a father, whether they identify you as a sports fan, whether they identify you as a business or a minority or ethnicity or a certain passion that you have, whatever brought them in, they're going to hold on to that. And so, yes, you have infinite stories to tell because now you're just tying in a slight little uh, nuance to a different audience to get them to grab on, to get them to grab on. And before your community, which is really a social universe, is made of all these planets and stars of different folk and on different planets that identify with different things, but they're all connected under you, with you. And all you do now, you're tailoring your ass to these particular planets each and every day. And over time, more and more people will do it. So if you're seeing more people who are entrepreneurs gravitating towards your business, maybe in the medical field, and they're buying your products, kind of hone in on that in the conversations on social media. And that's why authentic storytelling and building community is what's going to win the day right now. That's why bigger brands are trying to go small. That's why all these celebrities are doing live streams now because they recognize I can't win because of my blue checks. I can't win because of my money of paying ads. I have to really build this community up of these advocates that just get me. And they're going to get me in all these different ways. So, but uh, Troy, where do I get started? Well, first, you just got to tell your story multiple ways and that's how you're going to win the day that was beautiful man that 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 like two minutes was just outstanding um so a couple times um uh you know we've mentioned reels we've mentioned tiktok and and you know these channels switch uh all the time um what's your take on 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 things these days we can talk about reels specifically but just in terms of what's coming down down the pike i mean tiktok even though 
it's got the national conversation, especially now with the ban, with the non-ban, whatever. But still, a lot of people haven't pivoted there yet, even though they want to, they're thinking about it. So that's still, I'd say, pretty new, even though it's not new. Um, where do you think things are going? Like, where do you think people should be paying their attention? If I'll give you a quick story, uh, and this might illustrate the point. In 2012, I was in deep into the calisthenics world. I was making a film about this uh, fitness subculture. And one of the, you know, guys with a bigger following said, Hey, you know, do you guys use Instagram? I didn't feel like learning a new, new, you know, uh, uh, social media channel at that time. And he's like, no, you can like hashtag calisthenics. And like anybody that's posting that same stuff, you'll see them and you connect with them. Well, obviously his thing skyrocketed quickly. And for me, like later that year or the next year, I'm like, Oh crap, I got to get on Instagram. So what's the opportunity now in terms of social media for those like, is it reels that someone should hop on now? Not just doing that thing we said about emulating what other people are doing, but is there, where, where's the white space? Where's the opportunity for people jumping in now? So I think it's not so much about platform, but it is. But my thought process, understanding where um, our community is going, where the audience, where the culture is going. Culture is a GPS. Culture is dictating everything. Whereas before, you know, newspapers, everything was, was lit. Now we're moving to Facebook. Instagram came in 2012 and blew it up. Everyone's like, I'm not getting on Instagram. It's for teens. You're not right. going to say that now. And we're literally in that same space for TikTok. And it's not so much the platform. It's how people consume. So Troy, I, I don't see how TikTok's going to, you know, make for my business. I'm a B2B marketer. No one is going to look for me on TikTok like that. No, but you can create content that can get exposure because the volume of exposure, because you're not paying any really ads for it, is astronomical. And it is amazing. I would lean on if the next two generations and the current generations are being more in tune with this 15 second quick micro conversations, sounds like we need to condition our content to be in that same fashion. Whether or not it's on TikTok, that same process, if you do that every 15 seconds, you get up to a minute on Instagram grid, you get it to five minutes on YouTube and keep going to an hour, whatever it might be, you're gonna keep their engagement and their interest the entire time. It's really a study of psychology to understand where they're moving, where they're going and see, okay, which platforms do we, can we just switch gears to and learn? Or we need to by necessity and survival. It's not, and I always were a premise with this. However you like to consume or do stuff, doesn't necessarily correlate all the way with what your audience does. I may love to listen to podcasts all day long, but my audience may demand video all day long. So it's really trying to figure out how could I tie in my love, which maybe we're recording a podcast, we take the video snippets, we post them on Instagram, we do a fun little thing, post it on TikTok or whatever, and tie that back in in ways that our audience is to consume too. It's not so much about you. It's about your audience and what they want to consume. So I think going back to the point, I think tying that into the psychology of understanding where your audience is going, now that gives me some validity of TikTok and Reels because I'm really understanding how people are consuming and how I can, as a marketer, market my clients or market the, the company that I work for, their brands and their products and services to these particular audiences with these new nuances that I need to learn and understand myself. Got it, got it. Um, what are you focused on? this year you have anything coming up that you're you're excited about i know we talked about it briefly before we started recording that you're kind of in this transition state right where are you where are you hoping to take things so i and i think many if you're a, a, an entrepreneur of one or a workpreneur or whatever 
you get into this mode where you don't treat yourself like a premium brand. Mm. You spend so much time building everyone else up, especially if you're a marketer, you understand the struggle about anybody. You're coming in and out, you're doing these different things and you never give yourself time. You never invest real dollars into yourself. And that's how all your content gets pushed to the back burner because you're doing everybody else's stuff. And so for me, I recognize I need to invest in myself because the moment I can get that higher premium look and feel and that authority and really do that, what you build is what you're going to attract. Mm-hmm. So raise your prices. I know you're probably thinking COVID-19. Here's the caveat with that. If you lower your prices, that devalues you. And so they're going to get all these high volume, right? But then when things rev up again, and now you're saying, we're going to pay me here. If I'm getting all this at a fraction of the cost, why would I want to pay for it at the price you need now? So it's not time to lower your prices. It's a time to elevate your brand and articulate to those individuals and companies and brands who can pay the premium, if not more. And so for me, that goes to, that's science, it's data, it's psychology, colors, all these different things. So I'm updating my brand. I'm updating my logo. I'm updating um, different variations of my website, which will come later. The conversations, um, who I articulate myself to. It's not so much that I, I as, a, I'm, as an ENFP want to help everybody. If I could, I never, and there was 30 of me, Troy would be marketing to everybody. Didn't matter what you paid me. Let's keep it moving. I want to help you grow your business. But at the end of the day, I also have to take care of my family. I also have to survive during this crazy time that we're doing with. So it's balancing the two. So for me, as a premium brand and understand that I need to look like a premium brand. I need to talk like a premium brand. I need to really articulate myself and really tie into those networks of people who are these next level decision makers that's gonna help me grow. And I think a lot of marketers and those who are entrepreneurs need to do that as well. We're not doing that. This is the time to do it because everything's kind of slow. Everything's kind of low down. This is the time to kind of like, as an ego, you're just getting stronger. You're breaking out that old beak and getting just waiting. You know, you're puffing the old feathers and you're just resizing, you're leveling up. You know, for the, for the DBZ people, like Dragon Ball Z, you know, you're in the time chamber, just leveling up, getting energized, you know, getting stronger. And then when it comes up, you kick the roll, but I'm here, I'm ready to go. Here's a new me. Let me reintroduce myself. Here I am. I love it, man. Well, I definitely wish you luck on the, on the leveling up. <laughs> if there's anything that I can do to help, please, please let me know. Um, for everybody listening out there, where can they find Troy? Uh, find Troy on Google, on the internet, whatever, at Find Troy, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, website. I'm literally everywhere. That's why I built my brand as Find Troy. Um, yeah, I can help you with marketing strategy. You want to just do a live stream or just have a conversation. Uh, hit me up on Twitter and let's just discuss. Are there certain brands that are really your niche like you, that you really do do well with and seek to, to work with? So I definitely deal with um, smaller new size businesses that maybe have a marketing budget of five to 10 grand, 10 grand if not more. Um, a month to spend. Um, and I also work with national brands and maybe micro conversations, whether it's uh, micro communities within sp- particular states or certain communities that they're trying to target and I assist them, which is that kind of flair, that smaller conversational storytelling niche too. Hmm. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. I get, I get, uh, I get amped. I get pumped. You, get, you have energy uh, like I do. And so I, lo- I love to see that. And I know it's infectious and, and helps the people that you serve. Well, thank you and keep doing what you're doing. I think uh, the thing that people forget is that there are more people engaging listening than maybe the metrics show. Yeah, absolutely. So you're helping more people than maybe the numbers even realize. So keep I, doing what you're doing. Absolutely. I want to plus one that to, to, to everybody listening because this is so, so true. And I can't tell you how many times someone who I haven't had contact with in years or maybe ever, uh, maybe I don't know them, maybe they're someone from high school, 
don't comment, don't like, don't do anything. And then at some random point, they'll reach out and say, listen, that, you know, that meant a lot. You know, I saw that post, I saw that story that you told, whatever, you know, the people are watching. And, and so, you know, a lot of the people who I serve and who listen to this show are like in the beginning of their journey, you know, either step zero or step one or step two. And those are the people that need to hear that the most, like keep doing what you're doing. Like Troy says, find the way to be your authentic self and tell that authentic story and then just keep going. You know, people are out there listening and watching. I'm so glad that you, that you ended on that. That's a great note to end on. So thanks brother. Good luck to you and, and, and all your loved ones stay healthy and stay safe. Appreciate you. All right, man. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow, and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.